episode 296 of the Read to Lead podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Right now, for a limited time, get three months of Audible for just $6.95 a month. That's more than half off the regular price. You can choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash read to lead or text read to lead to 500 500. Number one, take that off the table. And number two, sit down and come up with a vision and a plan for your life. When you do that, it will make your, your path clearer and easier. Hi there, and welcome to the Read to Lead podcast. I'm Jeff Brown. Of course, this is the podcast that is dedicated to your personal and professional growth. I attempt each and every week to bring books to you that will help in that regard, not only for you, but for you and the people you care about most. Today is a great example of that. You see, we sit down with a successful and inspiring author each week, and we talk about his or her latest book and their unique insights on a number of different topics. In just a few minutes, we'll be joined by author Anthony O'Neill. His brand new book is called Debt-Free Degree, the step-by-step guide to getting your kid through college without student loans. I'll ask Anthony to share about some of the wrong ways to do college. In other words, the way everybody else is doing it. Real, honest-to-goodness methods for actually paying cash for college, why it's never too early to talk college with your child, and lots, lots more. And be sure and stick around to learn how you can get the audiobook version of Anthony's brand new book absolutely free. More on that in just a few minutes. If you are the parent of a high schooler or a middle schooler, let's put it this way, if you know someone in high school or middle school, you definitely want to pay attention to today's episode. Since 2003, Anthony O'Neill has helped hundreds of thousands of students make smart decisions with their money, relationships, and education. He's a national best-selling author and travels the country, spreading his encouraging message to help teens and young adults start their lives off right. He's got a brand new book out. It's called Debt-Free Degree. That's right debt-free degree, the step-by-step guide to getting your kid through college without student loans. Well, Anthony, uh, welcome officially to the Read to Lead podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here, sir. Uh, Thank you so much, Jeff. Uh, Such an honor to be on the Read to Lead podcast. Well, tell me first about this uh, this name that sounds vaguely familiar, this guy who I think wrote the foreword for your book. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, he, he's a legend. He is the guru. Uh, he is uh, Dave Ramsey, uh, my mentor, boss, and, and dear friend of mine. Uh, seen something in me about six years ago. I was a uh, former youth pastor out of Jacksonville, Florida. Just had a heart for young people, helping them make good, solid decisions when it comes to their spiritual walk, uh, their life skills, and financial skills. And he just asked me to come on and join his speakers group uh, team and to help spread his message and to continue spreading uh, my message that God has given me. And so he is the visionary of Ramsey Solutions. And uh, it's just such, such a huge honor to be a part of his team. Well, Anthony, let's start where the uh, book does. What are some of the wrong ways to do college? And if you're willing, maybe even share some of your own mistakes that you made along the way. Yeah. You know, inside of my new book, Debt Free Degree, um, I pretty much just lay out, hey, here's how you go to college 100 percent debt free, not just get into it, but get through it. And some of the wrong ways of doing that, there's just really uh, three wrong ways. One is going uh, within student loans as far as in your borrowing student loans Two, not having a vision and a plan 
for your future and three and not having a specific budget. And so those three, I clearly uh, did not have when I went uh, off to school. Um, I took out student loans when I didn't even need them, Jeff, because my father had the GI Bill and I had a partial scholarship for the National Forensics League. I was a debater. And so I didn't even need student loans, but I still took them out because everyone else were taking them out. I still borrowed uh, some money to get some furniture and still took out $15,000 in credit card debt and made some bad decisions in school, which ultimately uh, landed me being kicked out of school. And so when it comes to really, really uh, three things that I really want you to avoid is one, avoid student loans, take student loans off of the table Two, um, avoid just jumping into school without a plan, without a clear direction, without a vision of where you want to go. Um, and make sure that you have a budget. You know, do not go into school if you do not have a budget uh, for the school or for things around school. I think to, to many, the the concept of not taking out loans uh, for college is is weird or even odd. Uh, what are some ways, though, to actually pay cash for college? What strategies and, and techniques do you suggest? Yeah, there's three main ways that I say to pay college. You're going to work, save, and find money. Um, I suggest that you work anywhere between 10 to 19 hours per week, uh, max 20, uh, because studies are showing us that if you go off to an in-state school, uh, it was going to run you about $10,000 for an in-state school. Um, if you stay at home, eat at home, that's going to run you about $833 a month. Working part-time, max 20 hours a week, you can cash flow that. If you go off to a community college, it's going to be anywhere between free. If you like, like in, in our state of Tennessee, it's free for the first two years, up to maybe $5,000, depending on the state. And you can definitely cash flow that. Uh, number two is save money. You know, Figure out what's the best program for yourself. There's so many different ways you can save money. You save money by one, going to an in-state community college compared to going out of state. Uh, number two, depending on your family's income, let's say if you're a minority or you're a product of a single family home or your family is making less than fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year, there are some uh, private schools that will give you a full ride. So you got to do the research so you can see how you can save money. You can also save money by looking up grants and scholarships and maybe not choosing the most expensive meal plan. Uh, you can save money by maybe going to a trade school. If you know you want to be a welder, uh, go to a trade school rather than going to a four-year university. Uh, but that really comes back to stepping back and doing the research and prepping to see where you can save and then again, find money by looking up grants and scholarships. Uh, let's let's say for the sake of argument, I'm a student listening to this right now. I didn't hear you say anything, Anthony, about what the parent's responsibility is for paying for, for college. <laughs> well, what are your thoughts on, on that, whether it's all or part? You know, my thoughts when it comes to what's the parent's responsibility, the parent's responsibility is to make sure that they are financially secure first. OK. Mm. And so what I want to do is make sure that parents are uh, out of debt and they are investing into their retirement and they have a fully funded emergency fund. I believe that the priority to go off to college is that individual. So if the kid wants to go off to college, it is a priority for them to make sure that they are creating a path to do that. Yes, I do believe that it is important for the parent to help and to guide. And when I say guide, I want to make sure that our young people are not taking a kid's approach to an adult decision, meaning as if they want to go to this particular Ivy League school or this particular expensive school because it's popular. They like the band or they like the fraternity or sorority there or that's where their friends are going. No, I want to make sure that we're guiding them and saying, hey, we're going to go to the most affordable school. And affordable school is a school that you can graduate from debt free. That's your dream school. And your mom and dad or the parent or the guardian 
student, we can offer X amount of dollars to help you go to this particular school that you may want to go to, uh, but we're going to make sure that you do it the right way. So I said the majority of the weight is on the child uh, with the help and the guidance from the uh, parent or guardian. Well, Anthony says it's, it's never too early to talk college. What are, what are some of the reasons, Anthony, for having the college conversation while your kid is, is still in middle school? You know, Jeff, I started off in my book uh, starting off at seventh grade, man. But if I could uh, go back even earlier, I would. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my dear friends, um, she has an elementary school here in Nashville, Tennessee, and she takes her fifth graders on a college tour. And I asked her one day when I went to the school to speak to the students and I said, why are you doing this? Like they're young. She said, because it's about making an impression on their minds. So if they go to off to this, this college now and I start telling them, hey, you can go to college and you can go to college debt free. Yeah, they may not remember all the details today, but as they grow older, they're going to remember they walked Tennessee State University. They walked uh, MTSU in, in Murfreesboro. Um, they were they remember hearing stuff about budgeting. They remember hearing stuff about no debt. Um, and so the earlier we can have that conversation is important because those are the years that our young people are impressionable. And so they'll start asking more clarifying questions. Well, mom, how how do we pay for college? I remember something about you saying no debt. What is debt? What is a credit card? What is a debit card? What is budgeting? I see you and dad budgeting. I see you and mom budgeting. Or I do not see you all budgeting. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what can I do um, to make sure that I'm making the best uh, decisions for my life? But, you know, I, I really want them to start as early as possible. I have nephews who are four, three, two years old, and we're already having a conversation about give money, save money, and spend money. And what is money? How to really understand money and why we save and why we give and why we spend. So you can never start too early, Jeff. I love saving money. Who doesn't? I also like to save time. And I have found recently that the Audible app that I've used for several years is helping me to do both. With my subscription, I get to select a new book each and every month. And I have begun the practice of having the author or whoever recorded the book read it to me and listen to it as I actually follow along in a physical copy of the book. I'll generally set the speed at one and a half or two times normal speed, and I get through books much more quickly that way, and I find that I absorb so much more of the book as well. Audible is my favorite app to do that. Their content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. And unlike a, a streaming or rental service, this is important. With Audible, you own your books. And I love their great listen guarantee. If you purchase something you don't like, you can swap it out for something else. And right now, for a limited time, you can get three months of Audible for just $6.95 a month. That's more than half off the regular price. And you get to choose one audiobook and two Audible Originals absolutely free. And for your free audiobook selection, I recommend you check out Debt Free Degree by our guest today, Anthony O'Neill. To take advantage of this great offer from Audible, just visit audible.com slash read to lead. That's audible.com slash read to lead, or you can text read to lead, all one word, to 500 500. 
I remember being in the eighth grade and sitting in an auditorium with a bunch of other eighth graders at the time and being told that we now have to begin picking the classes that we're going to take our freshman year. And this was a first, you know, up until that point, you know, all the classes are chosen for us and, and we're starting to decide what that's going to look like. And I remember sitting in that auditorium and thinking, well, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I haven't talked to anybody about this. I, my parents haven't talked about this. My teachers haven't talked to me about this. I haven't talked to a guidance counselor. I was just kind of like, well, I'll just pick the classes I like, I guess. Talk about the importance of, of the freshman year for both academics and, and beyond. Oh, man. Freshman year is probably the most crucial year in a high school student's journey. Um, technically, the freshman, sophomore and junior years are, is will be the deciding factor of where you're going to school, because by the time you get into your senior year, you're starting that that direction. Uh, freshman year sets the foundation for the next two years and, and especially the next three years, but especially the next two years. Um, in my book, I talk about, hey, here are the classes that you should be taking. Here are the electives that may not be fun electives, <laughs> but they will look good on your college resume. Speaking of a college resume, here's how you start the foundation for your college resume. Um, start prepping now for the ACT and the SAT. A ACT. Uh, start taking a practice exam. See where your strengths are um, as early as you possibly can so you can start getting a tutor. Uh, because the difference between two points in the ACT can be the difference between a partial scholarship and a full ride scholarship. And so I'm very, very strong in my book on, hey, here's what you need to do semester one. Pick the right classes. Now, how do you pick the right classes? And Jeff, and this really comes back to identifying, okay, hey, if you know you want to be a school teacher, there are certain classes that you need to be taking in high school for this particular program you want to go into college. Mm. And so let's identify some of those things. But then also I'll talk about you need to step up and be a leader in something um, at school. Maybe you're the basketball captain. Uh, maybe you're the cheerleading captain. Maybe you're on a debate team and, you know, you're, you're the leader there. Maybe you're doing SGA. Like you, you got to get creative and show colleges that you can be a leader if you come to their their particular uh, university mm -hmm. or college. And so I really lay out that, hey, your freshman year is huge. You do not have time uh, to goof off, to play around. No, this is the foundation that you're going to stand on for the next two to three years. You mentioned the ACT and the SAT, which should begin to come up, you know, sophomore year. You have to start thinking about those, preparing for those. What, what do parents and students need to know in addition to what you've already mentioned uh, in regard to these tests that can maybe help ease the process somewhat? Here's the thing. Identify the weakness. You know, I, I, Jeff, I was not a good test taker and no one really said, hey, you know, let's focus on one, you know, because, you know, if you focus on one, don't focus maybe on the next three right now. Let, let's focus on where you're strong at. Let's get some more tutoring and then we can come back. You know, they call that super scoring. And so identify your weaknesses, identify where you're strong at, get help where you're weak at. And you can come back and then just identify. Take the ACT and the SAT as often as you can and as early as you can. So the very first time you can take it, or you're, you're eligible to take it, take it. And then come back the next time and take it again. Take it as many times as you possibly can to get the best score. But use that freshman year and that sophomore year to take a lot of tutorial um, uh, classes to help you get ready to really do the very best that you can in the ACT and the SAT. So you can super score and maximize your scores. Uh, I'm thinking of that parent right now who's listening who has a junior and they're maybe thinking to themselves, ooh, I'm a little behind the eight ball. I've got some catching up to do. They're going to go right to chapter eight of your book on junior year. What would you say to ease the mind of, of that parent? 
hey, it's okay. You know, don't skip to chapter eight if you're in my book. Go <laughs> you know, read the book. It's okay. Uh, it doesn't matter um, if you graduate high school next year and you go off to a four-year university. Listen, the first two years for any and everyone will be the exact same if you go off to community college. The key thing is I want you to continue to take debt off of the table. Do not rush the process. If you want to graduate debt-free, have some money in your savings account, and actually have the opportunity to go into your career field, don't stress. There's nothing wrong with starting off at a community college, get your prereqs out of the way. But these next three to four years, your junior year, senior year, and then your freshman and sophomore year in college are going to be crucial years. So if your dream is to transfer to, you know, Duke, for an example, or to go to TSU here or, or wherever you may want to go, it is still possible. But you're going to have to put in the work. Which is why I say start off at chapter one in my book <laughs> and follow all the processes. Look up grants and scholarships. And when it comes to funding, Jeff, I really want them to go to my website because I'm giving away $2,500 this month in scholarships. I have 10,000 other scholarships on my website uh, that they can apply for. Mm. It is possible to go to your dream school. It's going to require work. It's going to require dedication. It's going to require character and living with intentionality. Uh, but if you follow the steps, uh, you can eventually go to wherever you want to go. You just got to put the work and the time in. As a senior, and I'm speaking from experience here, it can sometimes be tempting to coast. Um, <laughs> what are some of the unwise decisions students and their parents need to watch out for that can undo years of hard work? Yeah, it's not the time to get lazy. I get it. You put you put three years in. And let's say, for example, you got a 3.5 right now. You got accepted to your dream college. That's great. But you're not in the college until you get in the college. You can lose your scholarship. They will pull your final grades and will ask for your final transcript. Right now, continue to go hard, continue to, to do the very best, continue to get that A, go after the ACT, even if you got the score that you wanted, you know, do it again, take it again to see how much more scholarships, how, how much grants you can get and see what, all you, what else you can qualify for. But do not get lazy and remember to behave. Do not post anything on social media crazy. Even if you know it's an innocent thing, still be conscious that, hey, they can still see this stuff. And they will see it. I know a young lady who her senior year, uh, she posted a red cup and she had lemonade inside the red cup. Uh, but it was at a particular party and she received a scholarship from a spiritual organization and a spiritual organization does not contain drinking. And so when they reviewed her uh, social media before she went up to college, she lost the scholarship mm. uh, because she uploaded something that the perception of she was drinking illegally. And so she lost that scholarship. So do not get lazy, continue to behave and continue to live with intentionality. Mm. Great advice. I've got a couple of questions for you, Anthony, uh, in the time we have left, not directly related to the book. Is there anything else from the book you want to make sure we walk away with? No, not at all. I mean, we, we, we've covered the three main things when it comes to work, save and behave. Uh, there's just two mental things that I always say. Number one, take that off of the table. And number two, sit down and come up with a vision and a plan for your life. When you do that, it will make your, your path clearer and easier. But you still have to put in the work and the dedication. I'm going to go out on a limb and, and assume that you're probably a pretty avid reader yourself. Um, yes. Think about the books you've read over the last few years or, or the course of your career, if you like. And, and what would you say, Anthony, or two or three titles that come to mind as having had a big impact on you? Uh, man, probably for me, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. In this mm. generation, um, I believe that knowledge and friendship, associations, relationships, 
um, is more important than a lot of money because I've seen doors open that money could not buy. I've seen friendships and relationships do things for me that money could have done. Uh, but because I didn't have the money, I had the right people, I had the right relationships that were able to make it happen for me. And so we all have different characters. We all have different personalities. And still to today, I'm learning how to deal with even my own team members with their personalities, their characters. And how do I win them over without being negative or doing the wrong things or saying the wrong things or offending someone? Mm-hmm. So How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie was a huge transformation for myself. And then also Dave's book, my mentor's book, changed my life almost uh, 11 years ago, uh, The Total Money Makeover. Mm. And that just set the foundation for my financial walk and my financial path and really understanding how to be a good steward of my money. And that building wealth is possible uh, for myself. You know, I'm a minority, an African-American young man, and I'm I'm not used to seeing money around me when I grew up. I wasn't uh, used to seeing business owners and millionaires or even six-figure individuals around me. And so I just thought, hey, as long as I just go out there and get a good good job with a decent 401k and maintain a, you know, a good credit score, then I'm going to be successful. But after reading Tony Money Makeover and seeing how the same God that made Dave uh, made me and took him from bankruptcy to now a multimillionaire, it really changed my perspective on life and showed me that I can be a multimillionaire as well. Mm. I can leave a legacy and inheritance to my children's children. And so uh, those were two books that have really transformed my life. But I read uh, at least two books books every single month uh, to really just uh, grow because I believe that knowledge is stronger than money. I can have knowledge. I will have money, but I can have money and not knowledge. And I want both of them. Wow. Uh, you know, I was just reading in Wall Street Journal the other day. I didn't realize Total Money Makeover has been out for, for that long, for, for over a decade. It, it is consistently ranked the number one business book in the Wall Street Journal after all yes. this time. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, uh, you've obviously got a lot of speaking experience, both now with, with Ramsey Solutions, but also in your career as a pastor. What would you say are some tips you'd be willing to pass along, Anthony, for delivering an impactful and memorable public talk? You know, when it comes to delivering an impactful uh, public talk or even a sermon, one thing for me is I allow room for freedom on the stage. Uh, Do not be so strict on yourself. You know, just step back, you know, make sure you have uh, the meat of the message, but leave room to where you can uh, feel the audience, feel the spirit of the room and just 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 flow with that. Uh, But before that, uh, I always got to say this prep. You know, one of the things that I tell young communicators right now is do the preparation, do the work beforehand, do the research beforehand, make sure that you know your stuff. And for communicators, we have to be reading every single day. Um, My mentor, Dave, sent me an article this week and it showed how even President Barack Obama read one hour every single day. Mm. Um, It showed that Warren Buffett reads 80 percent of his workday. And so when you have, if you're always building your mind and building your brain, you're always going to have something to talk about. And so you're always prepping, you're always growing. So for communicators, continue to grow, continue to learn, uh, never stop growing and never stop learning. And when you hit that stage, just make sure that you're prepped. Uh, make sure that you have a little bit of breathing room to where you can, you know, just vibe with the, the, the audience and you'll be good from there. Uh, other than uh, the promotion of this book, what's next for you and your team that, uh, that's got you excited? 
Man, you know, right now we have a, a new podcast series out right now that is just really catching a lot of noise around the country. Already over a million downloads, and um, it's called The Borrowed Future, and season one came out right now. I was ranked one of the top podcasts of 2019, we found out this morning. And so our team is working on a series two of that uh, to where we're really just addressing and going after the student loan crisis. Um, so I'm real, real, real excited about what we're doing with that podcast and where we're taking it and the things that's coming in 2020 in the first quarter. So I'm really excited about that. They can listen to that on Apple, Spotify, you name it. And you can go there and listen to um, all eight series of them. Awesome. And the book, again, is called Debt-Free Degree, the step-by-step guide to getting your kid through college without student loans. His name is Anthony O'Neill. Anthony, well, thank you so much for, for being a part of the podcast. Appreciate you being here and sharing with us what you've learned about being debt-free. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for having me on. Man, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I believe uh, the only way to lead is by reading. We cannot be good leaders if we're not reading, if we're not continuing to build our minds. So again, thank you for allowing me to be on this podcast. And thank you for supporting, you know, not just my message, but the Ramsey Solutions message, because we believe leaders should be debt free uh, so they can impact more people. So again, thank you so much. Remember, you can score a free copy of Anthony's book, Debt-Free Degree, with Audible right now for a limited time. Get three months of Audible for just $6.95 a month. That's more than half off the regular price. And choose one audiobook, I recommend Anthony's, and two Audible Originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash read to lead or text read to lead, all one word, to 500-500. For a complete list of links and resources we talked about today, including a physical copy of Anthony's book and the books he recommended, you can visit the show notes page for today's episode. That's at readtoleadpodcast.com slash 296 for episode 296. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or feedback for the Read to Lead podcast, I encourage you to reach out to me directly. I love hearing from listeners of the show. My email address is jeff at readtoleadpodcast.com. Well, that should do it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time for the next episode of the Read to Lead podcast. You will be here, won't you? Until then, remember, leaders read and readers lead. 